Welcome to the AVA Journal Legal Rebels podcast, where we talk to men and women who are remaking the legal profession, changing the way the law is practiced, and setting standards that will guide us into the future. Stacey Stern sometimes doesn't quite sound like the person in charge of revenues, among her other roles in a for-profit company. She talks a lot about giving stuff away, and it soon becomes obvious that that's just because she believes it's the right thing to do. Not that Justia, spelled J-U-S-T-I-A, is the legal portal she and her husband Tim Stanley started some years ago, isn't out to make money. They are and they do, otherwise they couldn't give stuff away. That was a quick loop, I know. We'll straighten it out. First, let me say a bit about Justia. It was the natural path for them after selling their initial venture, Fine Law, which they launched in 1995. That quickly became the leading source for finding free legal information in the early age of the Internet. Mostly, they scoured the Internet, and this was before anything like the sophistication of today's search engines. They indexed websites that were useful for lawyers and others. Six years later, they sold it to what was then Thomson West, now Thomson Reuters, for a reported 37 million dot-com dollars divided among a number of people. They continued to work there, but eventually walked away after disagreement over the mission. They won't discuss details, but the site had morphed into one primarily for providing free legal resources to non-lawyers. Stacy and Tim launched Justia in 2007, and they refined and expanded the effort they'd started more than a decade earlier. They emphasized marketing for lawyers and law firms with directory listings and hosting websites, both free stuff and premium versions, and ranging from case law to opinion summaries and searchable directories of thousands of law blogs and legal Twitter posts, and more. He's CEO, she's president. The company is known to some for doing a lot of pro bono work and philanthropy. It has more than 100 employees with its main office in Mountain View, California, a high-tech haven, also a heaven given the views and ambiance, and home to a number of dot-com leaders like Google. Tim is heavily involved on the tech side. Stacy focuses on revenue, client operations, legal portal content, and community features. Both went to Stanford University and to Harvard Law School. Stacy says Tim gets embarrassed when she talks about how smart he is. We might smile at that, given that she has a Phi Beta Kappa key and was on Harvard's Environmental Law Review. Welcome to the show, Stacy. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. Well, let me start with this. A lot of companies have stated missions or visions or purposes, and things like uh, providing high-quality products, making life easier for customers, maybe just increasing shareholder value. What is Justia's mission, and how did you come up with it? Justia's mission is to advance the availability of legal resources for the benefit of society. We're all required to abide by the laws of the country that we live in. And Tim and I feel very strongly that we should have access to be able to read those laws so that everybody who is required to abide by the law can get access and read it. So we want to put lots and lots of free legal information online, and that's what we've been doing. And our mission is pretty encompassing. It also encompasses resources, for example, helping individuals and businesses find lawyers. We have a very large lawyer directory. We also help law firms with marketing resources so they can educate potential clients about their practices so that people can make good selections when they're looking for a lawyer. 
Tell us something about Justia's community features. Well, Justia has over 100 million pages of content online. It's a huge site. And we have several different communities on the site. For instance, we have Justia Ask a Lawyer, which is a section where individuals can go in and ask questions and lawyers can respond. Lawyers can subscribe to this feature by practice area and jurisdiction that they're interested in in responding in, and consumers can go in and subscribe so that if somebody answers their question, they see the response. We also have a case law annotation section um, of the site. So we do daily opinion summaries for all the federal appellate courts, all the top-level state courts, uh, some States like Texas have multiple top-level state courts. For example, Texas has criminal and civil top-level courts. And in California, where we're based, we do all of the California appellate courts in addition to the top-level California Supreme Court. We also do the U.S. Supreme Court. So we send out these summaries of the opinions that have come out at no cost. Lawyers and individuals can subscribe by email by practice area, or by the court. And then these get attached to the case law that we put online. And then individual lawyers who have been authenticated through our directory can go in and annotate the cases. So that's another community that we have. We also have a verdict uh, commentary site. So we have a legal commentary site. We have some really great legal scholars and pundits who write for this commentary site. For example, former White House counsel John Dean is one of the columnists. Vic Kumar, uh, the dean of Illinois College of Law, is another columnist. And we get a lot of uh, people responding because the, the topics can be cutting edge and controversial. And then we have communities on social media outlets, for example, on Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, Facebook. We have communities. Um, On Facebook, we have multiple communities. For example, we have the Justia Facebook community, and we also have Justia Mexico, Justia Latin America. We have different courts and topics covered. We have our our dogs come to work with us every day, and they have their own Facebook page, um, which has over 3.4 million community members, whereas the Justia, the Justia communities on Facebook have over half a million. So it gives you some context of, of how popular pugs are online. <laughs> it, it sounds almost like a nonprofit. Where do you make the money? The money comes from marketing services for attorneys. Now, we do have free marketing services. For example, any lawyer can have a free, very robust profile in our directory, but then we have premium placements where lawyers can buy advertising in the directory and also have statistics, access to statistics of how many people are viewing them in the directory. We also help law firms with their website marketing, their blogs, search engine optimization, pay-per-click advertising. We offer custom content services for attorneys who are too busy to draft their own content. We help attorneys with social media. So these are all different ways that we generate revenue through Justia. Now, you do free websites and premium websites. I could get one free if I'm a lawyer, or I could buy one. What would be the difference? 
Yes, we do offer free websites and premium websites. The premium ones are a lot nicer. The free ones are kind of, you can go in and you can add your information, but the premium ones are customized designs. We're constantly making updates to the premium ones to keep up with changes in the industry where the the free ones are a little bit behind in that. They're actually quite a bit behind in that section. And and the premium ones, you have an account manager and somebody working with you, whereas the free ones, it's all self-service. You know, I spoke with a friend, Bob Ambrosi, who's something of a renaissance combination of lawyer, journalist, bar leader, and a number of other things. And he's, as you know, he has the authoritative uh, law blog, Law Sites, uh, where he, for many years, has kept up with what's available on the web for lawyers. And he told me not that long ago, he did a sort of study or test to see how the search engine optimization by Justia compared with some of the maybe better known and higher priced products. And he found it was surprisingly good. What do you do? in search engine optimization? Well, our strategy for search engine optimization is to build a relevant, high-quality site because that's what the search engines want to reward. If they give their users good results in the search, they're going to get more visitors coming to their search engine. So what we do is we want to build a high-quality, relevant site for the client, and it's a collaborative process. We take a consultative approach. And The search engines are constantly changing, especially Google. Google's updating its algorithm all the time. Justy has been around for over a decade, and and some of our clients have been with us for that long. And when the Internet, you know, started, most people were not on mobile devices accessing the Internet. When we launched the website product, most people weren't doing that. But now, most searches, most Internet usage is on a mobile device, so... That's just one example of how we've been updating the websites. Now they're all mobile-friendly. We've updated to responsive designs. Um, Another example is Google recommends HTTPS protocols, so we update the protocols on the website. So we're constantly making changes as the search engines change. One element of optimization that's very critical is content. Uh, You can't have a site that's going to rank very well unless you have good content that helps differentiate you. So we really like to encourage our clients to write high-quality content. We provide coaching on how to do that. So those are important elements of optimization. Also, there's factors such as links pointing into the sites and consistency of name, address, and phone numbers. So we do submit sites out to free high-quality directories to do high-quality link building, and we submit the sites out, the name, the address, and phone numbers of the firms to create consistency there as well. Um, But they're all important elements of optimization. And we have an amazing engineering team and stay on top of things so we can give our clients great service. I think you mentioned something a couple of minutes ago. Do you also provide content? Do you have people who write content for lawyer, law firm websites? We do. We really like to encourage the clients to write their own. Their clients are going to know their practice better than anyone else. So we provide coaching on that. But lawyers get busy and people get busy. And for a variety of reasons, firms will sometimes want to delegate out the content. In that case, we do have a team of writers here 
who's led by David Kemp, who's a former law review editor from Berkeley Law School. And this writing team drafts content for clients on an a la carte basis. So if the firms can't write it themselves, we do offer drafting services, and then the firms can proofread it and make any edits that they'd like. I keep coming back to what for me is a fun way of trying to figure out uh, where Justia is more like a nonprofit and more like a profit company. Can you tell us more about some of the things that you do that for-profit companies typically don't? Well, certainly. Um, We put up a lot more information for free than I think a for-profit company typically would. For example, earlier I mentioned we do the case law summaries for all of the top courts in the country. I don't think most companies would want to do the free case law summaries, and certainly not for every, you know, all of the different states. Some are less populous than others. Some might be less lucrative than others, but we wanted to have a complete set, so we do them all. And, you know, some legal publishers might find the free information we put up to cannibalize paid offerings that they have. We also tend to do a lot of pro bono stuff. It's really fun for us and more so than than some other big companies. We've had organizations come to us and ask us to help them after they've tried with a larger organization who didn't seem to have the resources to help them where we were happy to do it. We also share information. For example, we share our case law summaries with FastCase, who are friends of ours. So we do a lot of pro bono stuff. It's really fun for us, and it's you know in line with our mission and vision. Well, could you tell us a little bit more about some of the pro bono efforts? I gather that you don't put out press releases about pro bono activities and philanthropy. I understand that Justia is involved in that, too. I've seen a couple of examples. Maybe you could explain. One is the Stanford Copyright and Fair Use Center, and the other is the Cornell Legal Information Institute. You've been doing some things with them. Could you tell us a bit? Sure, sure. Um, So... We work with Stanford on the copyright and fair use sites, helping them, you know, assemble the site, host the site. We do a lot of work on that. And we work with Cornell, who is a like-minded organization that's very interested in putting free legal information online. Cornell is the oldest, highest traffic legal academic site in the world. So we assist them with um, technical things, sharing case law, sharing resources, We help Cornell with their lawyer directory. We also work with um, Cali, and we've helped the State Bar of Texas. We've actually helped the ABA with their blog search engine. Um, We're working with some African countries right now on efforts to get lawyer directories for African nations going. So this is, you know, it's all fun for us, and it's in line with making legal information easy to find. And we do occasionally do press releases, but they tend to be about the new resource that we're helping with as opposed to saying, oh, we donated money. We don't do press releases about donating money to to different organizations. We do help a number of organizations with financial support as well as technical resources. I understand that as well as providing websites for lawyers, premium and free with various bells and whistles, that you also host blogs. 
And I'm wondering if that has been a particularly big growth area and what is going on there. Sure. Blogs are really just a special type of website that's updated in a chronological fashion. So a lot of law firms use blogs to demonstrate or reinforce their position as thought leaders in a particular area. They're a great way to attract press coverage if they're really high-quality blogs. Blogging got very popular, you know, a few years back, I think with the rise of other types of social media, that a lot of lawyers are doing other social media as well as or in replacement of blogs now. Blogging requires a lot of discipline. You really need to put up high quality content and it takes longer to write a blog post than a 140 character tweet or to do a Facebook post. Blogs are excellent marketing tools and they work very, very well for law firms, but they do require some discipline in terms of getting the content written. Is Justia mature? You mentioned that it's now more than 10 years old. Do you have any specific things lined up for change or growth or just making better what you already have? That's a great question, Terry. I wouldn't call Justia a baby right now because it has been around for over a decade and we have definitely a client base. But one of the fun things about the internet industry is that it's constantly changing and evolving. So we are focused right now on the projects that we're doing, but we are also looking to grow in the future. And we are going to be, right now we have portals for the U.S., Justia generally, which is the U.S. portal, but we also have portals for most Latin American countries. And in the future, we're going to be adding more portals for other countries. And we'll continue to add more free legal information as the internet evolves and there's more different types of marketing opportunities for attorneys. We're going to be adding different new things that come into the mix. You know, sometimes they're things that we have no idea about right now that come down the line. So it'll be interesting to see how the internet evolves and uh, what we can offer in the future. I have another question about websites, and I'm curious what size law firms you tend to do. Is it solos and small practitioners, mid-sized firms, big firms? What's the bulk of the work? We have clients all the way from solos up to some of the largest firms in the world. So there are a lot more small firms than there are large firms. So the bulk of our work tends to be the smaller firms, just because there's more of those. But we do offer services for all size firms and have clients in all of the different segments from appellate lawyers to zoning lawyers, from the biggest law firms in the world to solos in very small towns. So some of the savviest marketers tend to be personal injury lawyers because they get paid on a contingent basis and they're very competitive. Um, so we do have a lot of injury lawyers and criminal defense lawyers. But we also have business firms and very large firms that cater specifically to businesses. Are there any particular differences in requests from law firms and different size law firms and in matters and things they need for their websites? Well, the big firms tend to have marketing officers and, and more marketing people 
internally. So very rarely are they going to look for content development because they they can do that internally um, than the small firms. And a lot of the small firms, this will be brand new to them. We'll work with someone right out of law school. We have clients who I actually met when they were in law school and, and contacted us and wanted advice to grow their practices. And now they have thriving practices with multiple office locations and multiple attorneys working in the firms. So, you know, you have different cultures in big firms versus small firms. um, And you have some lawyers that are better at compartmentalizing litigation. You know, if they're a litigation lawyer, some lawyers are better at compartmentalizing that aspect of their practice than others. But we have so many wonderful clients and we're very grateful for the opportunity to work with so many wonderful firms. And one more question, and this question comes to mind to a number of people who have just watched the development of uh, the companies you and Tim have created over the years. And that is, you know, after you sold Find Law, you didn't need to work another day and you could just kick back on a beach somewhere. But you're still working. Why are you working at all and why so hard at it? We really enjoy what we do. It's fun. Um, We also very much believe in our mission as an organization. We want to put more free legal information up online. We want to help people make a difference in the world. We work with a great team, so it's a joy to come in and get to work with our team every day. And, you know, when you continue to work, you get to continue to learn, which I think is very important. So for all those reasons, it's fun. We want to make a difference, and it's good for us. I want to thank you again for visiting with us today, Stacy. Thank you, Terry. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank our listeners, too. Come again for another episode of the ABA Journal's Legal Rebels Trailblazers podcast. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalRebels.com, LegalTalkNetwork.com, subscribe via iTunes and RSS, find both the ABA Journal and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or download the free apps from ABA Journal and Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.